The usual teen post-school catch-up generally consists of finding out that school was fine and that lunch was fine. You can substitute your own bland adjective of choice. And the whole conversation then tends to round off with being asked, what's for dinner? So imagine my excitement to have captured a real-life teen to find out what they think about the looming exams. Hello and welcome to the Study Sessions podcast. I'm Nathan, the founder of The Study Buddy and your host. In this, our third season of the podcast, we're chatting with parents, students and teachers to find out how things are going. Specifically, we're interested in the highs and the lows, and the trials and the tribulations in the run-up to the exams in 2022. We'll be covering everything from trouble getting going to burning the candle at both ends, from overzealous and anxious students to underperforming yet nonchalant ones. Through these shared real-world experiences, I hope that you'll take comfort that you're not alone. And perhaps, more importantly, I hope that you'll take away some insights and advice as to how you can support your own team so that they'll not just survive the exams, but thrive in the preparation. So, if you're a parent, a carer or a teacher, be sure to subscribe. This week, I'm delighted to be chatting to Emily, who's taking her GCSEs in 2022. And yes, for those who've listened for a while, that is Emily as in my daughter. So I suspect that this one could be my most costly episode ever. Very least it's going to be the price of a pizza, I reckon. And I've had to promise faithfully not to call her by any of the family nicknames. So if you hear any beeps throughout the recording, that'll be what it is. Em, so how does this feel? Is it a bit odd chatting with your old dad on a podcast? Yes, it does feel very odd. <laughs> but not the weirdest thing, probably. A lot come to mind, it's not just one. Oh, I think we'll draw the line under that quickly and we'll go on straight away. So your school have got mocks coming up after Christmas. So I'm wondering, are your teachers starting to focus more on revision now or are they still sort of teaching you new stuff? We're doing some new content, but there are lots of revision sessions. So most of the revision is done in there. And is that outside of your like lunchtime sessions? And... Yeah, lunchtime if you're after school. So you can like choose. Which one you want to do? <laughs> so those sessions are happening at lunchtime. Presumably they're not compulsory. You don't have to go if you don't want to. I think you were supposed to look at your report and then go to like three. I don't know. They said something about going to three, but I'm not 100% sure what. And so, I, most people go to them anyway, though. I was going to say, are they yeah. well attended? Yeah. I mean, it depends which ones. So like if you, I do music. So if you went to music, because the class is small, obviously there's not going to be a lot of people there. But like geography was quite busy. And so science, science is also busy. In the lessons, we're still covering new content, and then in the revision sessions, we're going through past papers and going through like how you would answer the questions, that question, and then like the general questions that would come up. Okay, well, that sounds quite interesting. So it's not it's not like then conflicting content where you've no. got to try to remember population at one moment. And no, then it's like stuff revisions, like it. stuff you've already done. Yeah, and are you finding them useful? Yeah, some are more useful than others, but yeah, they're all good recaps and stuff. Are you finding, though, that you might avoid subjects that you don't like to do the revision sessions with? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Although I try to go to the ones, most of them. Okay. Because I think it's fair to say that English isn't your... Although you like the subject and your teacher, you wouldn't call it your strongest subject, would you? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I do actually go to revision ones, though. Okay, oh, ones. that's good. Yeah. And so then, when you come home, have you still got homework to do? I haven't been getting a lot of homework because it's mostly just revising. 
they just kind of expect you to revise so they don't give you extra homework on top of it. And are the teachers telling you what or how you should revise? Some of them do but it's mostly not the teachers but in like PSHE and I mean you were in for the talk about it so it's in then that we do our revision how to revise. Okay so that's the sort of the planning bits yeah. and techniques and things like that. Yeah. So do you feel like you've got a good handle on what's going to be coming up in the exams like your mocks in particular? They keep saying they're going to give us revision lists but most of them haven't been made yet so I don't have them but They've been saying mainly paper twos, so mostly stuff we've done this year, but will obviously be stuff we've done last year, but mm. focus on this year. And so how motivated do you feel for the exams, the mocks in particular, I guess, first? Or like revising for them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not motivated at all. Well, I mean, not, not motivated to do well, I just don't want to. Strange, isn't it? Because you do you want to get good marks. Yeah, but I just I want to just jump there, you know. I just want to jump to the nines. I don't want to work to get them. Wake up one morning. Yeah. And, oh, I've got just like all the knowledge. Eleven nines, and I've only taken yeah. nine GCSEs. Yeah. yeah. Same with running. You know, you want to get to the point where you could just run a marathon, but you don't want to train for it. <laughs> exactly. I know exactly. What you mean, as you well know. Yeah. So why do you think that is? You're motivated to do was and you want the outcome, you want to do well, and presumably you understand that you actually to, yeah. you do need to put in a bit of effort first. Yeah. Why do you reckon there's that discord? Well, because I don't like revising. It's not fun, <laughs> you know? I just don't. <laughs> so, what's, so when you say it's not fun, fun things would include, what, playing with the cat? Definitely. Catching definitely. up on the phone, watching yeah. CSI Just, something. Yeah, but that's all stuff I want to do. Like, I don't want to sit down at a desk and revise for, like, three hours. Mm. It's boring and it numbs my brain. Although, as a little side note, I can't remember the last time you actually revised for three hours. Okay, well, that was just an example. <laughs> that doesn't mean I do. You're supposed to take breaks and you tell me that all the time. I do tell you that all the time. <laughs> yes, refresh your brain. Exactly. It's not going to be the thing that you want to do the most but you understand that you need to do it to yeah. get to where you get to. What are some of the kinds of things, I guess, then, that help you along the way? Because you are good. You do come back after school and you, and you do do, some, you do yeah. some revision and you sort of plough on. Is that just to get me off your back? Is it because, actually, if you make a start, then it just sort of becomes a pattern to get into? Mm, quite a lot of getting you off my back. You can be quite naggy. Fair um, <laughs> But also, I know I need to do it, and so I just stress myself out if I leave it all until like the week before mocks, and then I have like what nine entire GCSE mm. courses to cover, two year courses, which is impossible. It is, and that would just freak me out. I think it's fair to say that you are more <laughs> tempted to, or more inclined naturally to leave things to the last minute, aren't you? If you've got a test that wasn't like a mock, but you know you've got a, a chemistry test coming up. <clears throat> you're more likely to announce it the weekend before than you would a fortnight before. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. So, you know, because it's now on... I'm going to go with tape because we know I'm old. It's now on tape that you know that cramming isn't the answer, but you still do it. I would have said that outside of on the recording because I'm not old. <laughs> so again, I wonder why, because it does become more stressful, doesn't it? As you said, if you're leaving things to the last minute, and you've only got a couple of days to sort of get everything into your head that you need to, you know that actually that's going to build up a feeling of 
like pressure and stress and anxiety and yet it doesn't seem to be a cycle you can beat easily. Because it normally only hits me a few hours before I go in when there's absolutely nothing I can do about it. On Monday when I had the recording for music, okay. the actual recording, coursework, anyway, um, and I was sitting in geography revision and I looked at the clock and I was like, oh, oh wait. But then I was like, before that I was completely calm and didn't really care at all. Well, I mean, I cared, but hmm. wasn't nervous. And then, like, when I went in, I was very nervous. Well, I did get to miss biology. Which may not be a good thing. <laughs> no, but I meant, you know, miss a lesson. Hmm. It was quite fun. Because <laughs> it's strange, isn't it? Because actually most of the exams, well, most of the subjects have all got exams at the end. But you have got two subjects, as you said, music that's got the performance piece and a composition. Yeah. And you've also got food tech that's got yeah, sort of the, the task, project the coursework, and yeah. non-examined assessment, isn't it? The NEA task that you need to do. How about those? Do you find that you're more motivated to plan and work for those things if they're not in an exam? Do you think you're putting more effort into those than you would to revising for an end exam? Do they feel some, somehow more imminent? They feel more real, like... I obviously know the exam, well, might be happening, but I know I will be getting a final grades and definitely be doing mocks, but I'm not there yet, so I have time to be in denial, but with the coursework is happening right now, so I know I have to do it. And also the teachers on our backs, like, hmm. you need to do it. Because they see the progress as it's coming yeah, through. Yeah, they see it on one note. Hmm. I think it's really interesting that there's sort of this thing in you, not just you, there's sort <laughs> of this brilliant way in which you can suspend reality <laughs> and sort of immerse yourself in this utter sort of illusion of how much time you've got or how little stress you'll feel or what techniques work and don't work. I'm jealous actually in some ways. <laughs> oh you don't exactly prepare like days in advance. Where did I get it from? <laughs> oh, okay. I'm getting quite fond of the colour here. Uh, yeah, this is a, this is very much parenting by the style of do as I say and not as I do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my chaotic approach to life is not a model. Lead um, by example, Dad. I am trying. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the mocks, let's bring it back to that. Your mocks are in January, yeah. um, and they've just been pushed back a week because of For the borders. Yeah, the borders coming back to school and so on. So, how do you feel about the amount of revision that you're planning to do for that right now? I'm planning to do. I don't plan that far ahead. I've got my week, my board. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll talk about the board, I'm sure. I have my week and then I don't plan further than mm. that. So, currently, none. Well, no, not none. I know I need to do stuff. You've been using the study buddy board, obviously, as a way of planning weeks ahead. And we've yeah. done this now for probably in earnest we've probably been doing this for about a month now, I'd have thought. Yeah, since half term, I think. And each week we've had a look back and thought about... What needs to be changed, do you think? Are you comfortable with how much you're doing or not? And each week's been a little bit different. One week yeah. we had my, my birthday, so we obviously didn't plan around that while we had the festival that was my 46th <laughs> old. old. Oh. Christmas decorations and all of these kinds of things for life. So we've been trying to sort of moderate it and I've been trying to encourage you by stealth, probably not very subtle. Really not subtle Not at subtle at all. To sort of increase the amount. <laughs> Can you see why I think it's right that you sort of try to increase it a bit? Yeah. Doesn't mean I want to. No, it doesn't. But also your day is based around the things that you want to do. Though. Your evenings, rather, are based heavily around the things that you want to do. Yes, they are. You're not going to get drawn on this at all, are you? I'm not admitting to anything, <laughs> especially not on recordings. <laughs>
What do you think is the hardest part of revising? If we take as accepted by your refusal to comment on it, that actually you probably should be bumping up your revision levels a little, bearing in mind the mocks are coming up. What do you think is the hardest part to revising that you see? At the moment, because it's dark, and I know that sounds really stupid, but I just look out the window and I think it feels like it's half a night, I should be not revising. But it's like dark at four o'clock, so I don't know. It's just kind of in summer, you feel like you have so much longer to the day. That's really interesting, actually. I have had a couple of guests on the podcast who have talked about light and the impact of light and sleeping and all of those kinds of things on it as well. And I do think it's entirely fair. I mean, motivation just bottoms out completely when it's dark outside like it is now. Yeah. So it's shortly after five o'clock when we're recording. And as you say, it's absolutely pitch black. So then it's really hard to be motivated to do anything apart from Play. getting to your <laughs> gym jams or jogging bottoms and crash and just watch telly. Although that is what I do and I'm, that's what I wear when I'm revising. Exactly. <laughs> so what else is there? Is it simply about motivating? So we talked about it not being fun, of course. At the, uh, <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's not fun and it doesn't feel like it's the right yeah. time to do it. Because some of the other things that we tried to do was initially when you were doing your revision, you were lying on your bed with music and trying to get on with the revision that way. So we sort of carved out the spare room and put a desk in there for you. How are you finding having your own sort of dedicated space to do it? Does it help your mindset more? Yeah, maybe. I like my plants. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Not typically something you read about as a big revision aid. <laughs> They're really nice plants. They're right in front of me on the windowsill. So actually They're is nice. it something to that then? Do you think that sort of your environment the ambience, lighting, all of that really helps to sort of put you in the right frame of mind to do the revision. Yeah, I think so. Do you think there is any way in which you could make your revision more fun? Would it help if your mum or I was involved more? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to remind you of that the next time you have a circle theorem problem. <laughs> no, no, maths is different. Maths is different. No. But like when I've done my cue cards, testing me, that's different. But not when I'm like the first bit. No, because that's your that's your approach, isn't it? You like to make flashcards and... I like to summarise my revision guides in my notebook of my subject. And then I like to put all the keywords on cue cards. Then you're allowed to test me on them. Then I'm allowed to. Yeah, the privilege. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I always look forward to that. Yeah. Actually, I, do, I don't mind that at all. I, quite, <laughs> I do quite like it. Although I think you enjoy it more when I'm just shown up for absolutely not knowing what most of the well, chemistry and physics... Well, it makes it more amusing. <laughs> yeah, helps to make it real. Makes me feel like I know everything. You do know a lot. Oh, not everything? <laughs> not yet, but that's what... Wow. Well, that will come with more revision. If I knew revision. everything, I wouldn't have to revise. Although you talk about the fact that you're not finding it easy to get into the revision, you are still revising and still, actually I think doing well, given how far we are away from mocks and exams, and I'm obviously not in any way trying to encourage you to, to cram. <laughs> but they have reflected in your predicted grades and your target grades. So you were always very conscientious, always tried really hard and sort of a people pleaser really, you didn't want to be in trouble. Yes. And I remember always telling you that that's the kind of thing that will really help you because the amount of effort that you put in clearly is shown in the fact that your attainment grades and marks go up. So how do you feel about your predicted and target grades? You don't need to say what they are, it's just how you, how you feel. Do you feel that they're fair, they're representative? Yeah, I think they are. I quite like them. They're okay. They're quite middle. 
quite steady since I've been like throughout the year they kind of stay the same hmm. this couple years but yeah I quite like them they're all right <laughs> are, they, <laughs> and do you, are they motivating in themselves do you think oh I really I really want to get that because you've got a good collection there's sort of yeah. some sevens in there it's a really good set of grades that'd be fantastic yeah I do I mean obviously I'd like to get higher but well, I mean who wouldn't want to get the top but yeah we've talked about this before that with the sevens Actually, sevens are A's, so we, as you know, will convert this back into old money regularly and we'll go, but a seven's an A, it's fantastic. If you were to get all sevens, that would be amazing, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But it is... The number system that's not very good, I don't like it. No. It makes your grades sound a lot worse. Because I always hear people in school and like my friends say it, they're like, oh, I've got a seven, I'm like, it's an A. They're like, yeah, but I wanted a nine. I'm like, nine's supposed to be like only the top one percent of the population or something like that i agree with you i think that those numbers make it really difficult for anyone to sort of rallying cry behind getting a seven if you know that there are two numbers above it and i mean the numbers aren't equally weighted as you say nine should be a fraction of a percent of people and because the last couple of years have been based on the teacher assessed grades and people's not sitting exams does that have any impact on you and your friends and the way that you think about the grades or does it not feature not so much I mean, no, not really. <laughs> it's interesting because as parents, I think we talk about it a lot more. And certainly you hear teachers yeah. and sort of pundits, politicians all talk about grade inflation and, and then how unfair it's going to be on this year's. I think it's really interesting to think yeah. that it doesn't feature heavily. I'm sure Although that there'll be exceptions. I know that they did two lots of mocks. Hmm. So like one mock and then one which was kind of like the real thing. And those grades were heavily based on that so mm. i know that they still did exams and got like the grades but mm. i mean obviously the teachers don't want to give them like a two because then it looks bad on them but yeah i don't know i don't think it's so bad no i've said it before for different things that your generation are much more sort of liberal and more aware of fairness than certainly we were so actually it's quite nice to know that you almost like you don't begrudge the like previous students whatever they get because they went through a tough time as well yeah and also we're still having like advantages hmm. so like in physics we have an equation sheet which is much bigger than the one we would have before yeah then like food tech we can cook two things instead of three so there are changes hmm. they're not like big but no which i'm upset about that actually because i always like the cooking <laughs> <laughs> saves me having to do dinner <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, bless her. I think it's fair to say that she wasn't particularly enthused about me dragging her onto the show, but I thought she was great. But then again, I suppose I would. I have to say, I'm genuinely and deeply really impressed with her honesty. It would have been all too easy to have come on and said everything was fine and that, and that she's on top of everything. But the truth is, she is struggling. There's nothing serious and certainly nothing unusual. But as she said, her motivation isn't high, and that's clearly having a knock-on effect. And it's easy to see why motivation isn't high, given everything that's gone on. But revision is the thing that you have to do. It's not what you want to do. So if you have options, or consider you've got options, like playing with the cat or staring mindlessly at TikTok videos on an iPhone, then why would you want to spend an hour or two after school recapping something you'd already learnt? Of course, 
we know, and Emily knows, that she needs to. And so the number one task has been how to get on with some effective studying, even though enthusiasm is somewhere between low and nil. And this isn't about getting M or any student to work all hours by any stretch, but to do herself justice in her mocks and the final exams beyond that, she does need to spend some time with her notes and flashcards to help build her memory and retrieval. As you heard, M, like many students, is acutely aware of the significance of the exams and she wants to do well. And she also knows that there's a connection between revising and doing well. But reality alone isn't enough to tip her into studying. So at home, the thing that we're trying hard with is routine and planning ahead. Now for Em, that's meant the continuation of her school day. So she comes back from school, she has a bit of toast, disturbs an inevitably sleeping cat, and then gets on with a bit of revision. And we do make a weekly plan. And this is definitely working out to be better than when she was left to her own devices because that particular road only led to procrastination. But with a specific plan, she finds it much easier just to sit down and crack on. Actually, I don't know if easier is the right word, but certainly there's less friction involved. And the benefits of that are already being seen. Like many schools, M's are ramping up the amount of in-class testing that they do. And recently, M has seen her scores improving, including in subjects like chemistry that she wouldn't naturally have done very well in. And that's giving her a real buzz. And my hope is that as her results continue to stay at that really good level or even maybe improve, so too will her actual desire to study. And on a final note, I feel really reassured by M's relaxed outlook over the exams and also her thinking about the impact on previous years. I mean, call me a cynic, but I think she might be being a bit naive about the impact of tags and the, the generosity of marking in previous years. But as it's all outside of her control, I think she's got the best possible approach. I mean, it is what it is. There's a tendency, I think, for us parents and adults to worry more about things like this. Brought about because we've been around the block and our sense of realism is perhaps a little more jaded than theirs. But the important thing is not to transfer those fears and concerns onto our teens. After all, exams can be stressful enough without adding searching questions about justice and fairness into the mix. My thanks to Emily for overcoming the awkwardness of chatting to her dad and having it recorded for you to listen. If you, or your child, would like to be on a future episode and share your own story, then please do drop me an email. The address is hello at thestudybuddy.com. And if you're looking for ways that you can support your own young person to develop strong study skills in the approach to their GCSEs and A-levels, then why not head over to the Study Buddy website? There you'll find a whole host of information about our innovative time management and study organising approach, and you'll also find a blog that's packed full of useful articles, hints and tips. To find out more, make a beeline for thestudybuddy.com. I hope you enjoyed this episode, certainly as much as I did. If you did, would you mind leaving us a review, and if it's not too much to ask, a five-star rating? It genuinely really helps us to reach other parents who, just like the rest of us, are looking for ways of making sense in the run-up to exams. Of course, don't forget to share the link to this and other episodes on your social media weapon of choice. 
It's all greatly appreciated. There'll be another episode next week, so please don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Study Sessions podcast.